Welcome to Landmark Worship Center's audio podcast. We hope that this message will inspire and encourage your life. So open your heart and mind and receive what God has for you today. night uh, for me teaching on a teachable spirit, and I do have some things that I want to uh, point out and close with here tonight, but I do want to get your thoughts, maybe three or four thoughts here tonight toward the end of this, of what you, uh, what the Lord has spoken to you about concerning a teachable spirit, and uh, we're going to hear from you here in just a moment, but the purpose God has for the fivefold ministry toward the church members. We're going to go over that again, and it's found in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. And uh, we know what the fivefold ministry is. We've talked about that. But uh, we're going to look at chapter 4 of Ephesians, verse 12 through 18. Ephesians 4, 12 through 18. And this is the purpose God has for the fivefold ministry. And that is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine. There's a lot of doctrines out there. <laughs> By the slight of men, that's the problem. The, some of the doctrines are not the word of God, but they're the, the slight of men. And cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love, they grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, and in verse 16, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened even alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. So the fivefold ministry is there to help us be taught how to walk with God, how to live for God, how to be fruitful in God, uh, how to not be deceived by the slight of man and the ways of the world, the spirit of the world, but for us to walk in the ways of God. And, of course, the fivefold ministry uh, is there for a purpose. It's a gift of God to the church. It's not just that a pastor would stand before a church just to be able to be seen, or a teacher would teach just so they could be seen, or a, you know, an evangelist would just so he could make a living. No, we're doing a work for the Lord. And... and as long as it's with the word of God and following the direction and guidance of the Lord. So we're trying to teach, we're trying to preach, we're trying to build up the lives of every individual of the body of Christ. And when I read this, it, to me it looks like, okay, it's a joining together of this body of Christ to make the church, the body of Christ, stronger, unified. We're in this together. We're, we're growing in God, we're maturing in God, we're getting in a closer relationship with God. So the teaching and the preaching has a purpose, and, and we need this, we need this. So in order to receive it, though, we must have a teachable spirit. Um, if I have a teachable spirit, I'm going to take the word in, and it's going to help me not just be a hearer only, but it's going to help me grow and act upon it and live it out and be obedient to the word of the Lord. So there's power in the word of God. 
But uh, these are the purposes for this fivefold ministry, and it is a gift that God has given to the church, his body, because he desires for his body to be strong and for us to grow together, following him, living for him, being obedient to his word, and trust me, out of that comes great blessings to the body of Christ. Comes revival, comes miracles, comes salvation to souls, comes uh, to the church body uh, uh, lives that are transformed. And we, we don't even have to be in church on Wednesday night or Sunday morning uh, for us to have revival. We can have revival, we can have miracles, and we can have people filled with the Holy Ghost even outside of the walls of this church. You know, I don't think that's going to mess up our theology. Let me ask the question, how many here have received the Holy Ghost somewhere else other than the church building? Anybody? Okay, where was it? God. God can do it in a school gym or an auditorium, such a bird. Church camp. Amen. Brother Don. Amen. Amen. Get the Holy Ghost there. Truckers can get the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Anybody else? Um, there's, there's a lot of places that, well, in a freezer. <laughs> At Walmart, can you believe that? Walmart can have revival in a freezer, and he received the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that's great. You know, and that's the thing. Uh, when we're having revival, we, we, <laughs> when we're having revival, we can... We can see miracles. Uh, that's the great thing about a move of God, even in the house of God, but even in our homes or on the job or wherever, power of God can move. But that's the purpose of the fivefold ministry, for us to be strong and grow in Him, in the Lord, so that we can see these miracles and wonders of the Lord uh, continue to flow out of us. We are lights to this world. It's because of the Spirit of God that is within us. But the gifts of God to us will not help us unless we receive them. God is giving gifts out. Sister Burke had a, had a uh, vision uh, of uh, gifts lining up around the altar of the church all over. Just, you know, it's kind of like Christmas morning. You know, it was packages and they were wrapped and had bows on them and they were lining up all around uh, the altar, and it was the Lord had brought gifts for his people. But what was sad was that there was a bunch of gifts that were left there when the service was over, when people left the building. You see, God wants to give gifts, but he wants us to receive them and, and allow them to be a part of our lives. That's the teaching and the preaching of the power of the fivefold ministry. And we take them with us out the doors and, that, and that, those miracles go with us because it's the Spirit of God that is within us. Amen? So God has some giftings that he gives to each and every one of us. But the thing about when we come to the house of the Lord, we need to get, this is the thing about a teachable spirit, we need to get everything that we can get. Everything that we can get a hold of. God, give it to me. I want it. You might think, well, that's selfish. No, it's not selfish. Not in God's eyes. He's saying, here, I'm giving it to you. Take it. But so many times, how many gifts are left at the altar? 
and that we don't take and receive, but he's wanting to give them out in abundance. Uh, Thomas A. Kempis uh, said these words. He said, a wise lover values not so much the gift of the lover as the love of the giver. You see, God has given out gifts, and thank God for that. But the even greater thing is the love of God, the giver. The power of that love. So God is constantly giving things out to us as a church body for us to grow. He doesn't want us to come into the church, receive the Holy Ghost, baptized in the name of the Lord, repented of our sins, and... uh, for us to not grow, for us to be the same that we've always been uh, for years and years. Uh, He wants us to grow. Now, I realize we're all at different levels in God. That's okay. That's okay. But we're taking in the teaching and the preaching of the Word of God so that we can grow and learn more about the Lord. Can I hear it? Amen. Amen. So we're all different, and we're all at different levels. God's desire is for us to mature mature in Him. And as we are taught by God's appointed ministry, we will grow to be like Christ. That's the whole purpose of the Word of the Lord, to grow to be like Christ. But when we allow the teaching of the Word of God and the preaching of the Word of God to shape us, we will be unified together in Christ. We will as a body of Christ, not just corporately, but individually. We're connected with the Lord. But an unteachable spirit truly will hinder your growth in God, and it will also hinder your relationship with God. Uh, I've seen it through the years that um, even before I pastored, I've seen people that didn't have a teachable spirit. And as I had mentioned before and, and a couple of weeks ago, sometimes people get to a point where they think they know it all and don't need to be taught. I don't need any more teaching. I don't need any more uh, uh, direction and guidance because I've got it all figured out. Well, all I can say, that's a train wreck getting ready to happen. You know why I can say that? Because I've been there before myself. and We all have probably been there at some point point ourselves, but we need to hear the teaching and the preaching of the word of the Lord. Thank God for his gifts. Uh, Some take teaching as a struggle, and the reason is because what I just said, there's an unteachable spirit, and it's a spirit of pride because people think they know it all. It it is also a, a feeling that that, and, and they struggle with the teaching because, you know, I've got it all figured out. But others look at it as gifts from God. They look at the teaching and the preaching as gifts from the Lord to help them grow in the Lord. Um, some people look at the teaching and the gifts of God as a ball and chain. That they're dragging a ball and chain around. If I could just be freed of it, I could do it the way I feel like I need to do it, and then I could get there a whole lot quicker. No, again, it's a train wreck getting ready to happen. We have to have the Word of God in us. God has designed us to walk in the Word of the Lord. I need the teaching. I need the preaching. I need the the move of the Spirit in my life. I need the body of Christ. I need this experience of the body. And in the the, the, the purpose of the fivefold ministry, as I read earlier, it's to bring us all together, joined together, fitly framed together so that we can function together as the body of Christ, with the Lord being the head, of course. I'm a pastor, but guess what? I'm really an under-shepherd. He is the great shepherd. I'm just trying to follow his direction and trying to lead his body Uh, in the direction he wants me to lead it because it's his plan, it's his design, it's his desire, and it's his church. Amen. But some look at, at these things as a detriment to their lives. But you have to understand that liberty and freedom comes with disciplines. Uh, liberty and freedom, even our country, comes with, 
with disciplines. There's got to be some disciplines to keep that liberty and freedom flowing within our country or even in our lives. Same thing with living for God. There's got to be some disciplines in liberty and freedom. Some people think that liberty and freedom is just to throw all rules out and do whatever you want to do. Can you imagine what kind of chaos our country would be in if we threw all the rules out? You know, if we if we got rid of all of the if, if we got rid of all of the speed limits and took the stoplights out and the stop signs out, what a chaotic experience it would be in our country. Um, I, I remember, and I, I mentioned this years ago, but I remember, uh, and I don't even know if they even have this anymore in high school, uh, driver's education class, do they still have that? They still have it? I didn't, I didn't know they had it. I, when I was growing up, they used to teach us to drive in a farm field somewhere, and uh, we had blocks in the car for seats. But I remember on the test, it said, if you come up to a four-way stop, uh, who goes first? And the, it was multiple choice. It was, and it gave a choice of this, uh, who goes first at a four-way stop? Is it the one that is uh, with the biggest car? It is the one that uh, is the most handsome looking person? Uh, is the one with the biggest gun, which might apply today? Um, or it is, is it the one that's on the right? What's the answer? Okay, if you pull up to a four-way stop uh, and, and two people pull up four-way stop, uh, who goes first? It's the one on the right. That's the law. Well, I guess that's the law. That's just common sense. I always had a problem with this. What if four people pull up at the same time? Who goes first? I guess it's the one with the biggest gun at that point. Or the bravest one that wants to pull out first. But you see, what if we pulled all the laws out of our country? And what a chaotic experience it would be in our country if that was the case. Um, it's the same thing with, with liberty and freedom in our country. is is like liberty and freedom in our walk with God. Uh, it's not throwing out all the rules. It's following God's rules. The thing about it, following God's rules, is, is brings more joy and peace and happiness to your life than any other rule or law or even doing it your own way. Amen. Just following God's word brings blessings. But some of the areas of struggle for some folks is, is uh, take for instance, teaching of holiness. Now, holiness is, is a struggle for some people, but I want you to stop and think about this. Holiness starts on the inside. It, it starts in the heart. We get holiness on the inside and uh, experience on the inside, and then it begins to flow out of our lives on the outside and in everything that we do. When we love God with all our heart, we want to be, the Bible says, come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord. Uh, if I walk like the world, live like the world, look like the world, talk like the world, then, then my life is not going to be uh, connected with God the way it needs to be connected. It's just part of the teaching. Um, matter of fact, we need teaching of holiness more today than ever before. We need that. Uh, we need to live a life that is separate from this world. If we get caught up in the ways of this world, the Bible says uh, uh, the love of the world is enmity against God. So if we're trying to live for God, we need to walk in the ways of God. Sometimes get, people get tripped up and struggle with that uh, teaching of holiness, but I want you to stop and think about this. What is the blessings of holiness? The blessings of holiness is going to save you a lot of heartache in your life. It's going to not just save you a lot of heartache, it's going to save your family and your children a lot of heartache in their lives. Holiness is a beautiful thing, and God has designed it for a purpose. Matter of fact, in the Old Testament, I know a lot of the laws of the Old Testament, we don't, you know, some laws are, are incorporated into the New Covenant, uh, the Lord said, I don't come to destroy the old law, but I come to fulfill it. And 
So the old law is incorporated into the new covenant of the New Testament. But uh, a lot of the laws of the Old Testament, there were some things you couldn't eat. And there's some things that you that God didn't want to, uh, uh, for you to participate in. But the reason is because he was trying to preserve their lives. Take, for instance, certain foods. They didn't have refrigeration and some of the maybe preservatives that we have today. But in, in, uh, in the Old Testament, he wanted certain, them to only eat certain foods, certain animals, certain fish, because some were cleaner than others. And it prolonged their life. That's what holiness does for our lives. Holiness is a blessing to our lives. Let me say this. You get what you advertise. You do. You get what you advertise. If you really want a love relationship, walk in a holy way. Because if you advertise everything about the flesh, you're going you're to get a relationship that deals with the flesh. But if you walk in God, you're going to have a relationship that is connected in true love. Can I hear an amen? amen? You get what you advertise. Separation from the world. Sometimes people don't like to hear that, that teaching or the influences of the world. But the Bible says that in a roundabout way that we are in the world but not of it. We have to live in this world, but we are not of this world with the ways of this world. These things are going to help you live for God and help bring blessings to your life and blessings to your soul. Um, the Bible says in Matthew 24 and 24, For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. There is a designed effort by the enemy of our soul, Satan, to try to draw us into the influences of the world. And if it's possible, he will even deceive the very elect. Those that claim truly that I'm living for God, walking with God, if it's possible. What I'm going to say here today is in the teaching is we've got to make it not possible. <laughs> we need to get as close to God as we can we need to walk with God as close as we can because we, we need to live in that place where it's not possible for the devil to get us. Amen? Oh, can I hear an amen? How about a Pentecostal amen? amen. Yes. The Bible says in John 17, 14 through 16, I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them because they are not of the world. Talking about his church. I have given them the, thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. When I look at that scripture, what I'm thinking of here when I look at that scripture is, God is not wanting to put us in a box or in a, in a closet somewhere where we're not, uh, you know, we're, we're in this world, but we're not of it. That's not what he's talking about. You're in this world. You're walking in this world. You're, you know, you go to the grocery store like everybody else. You go, to the, you go to Walmart like everybody else. Well, most of us do. Some of us don't, maybe. Uh, we go to work like everybody else. We're in this world where we get a paycheck. You know, we pay our bills. We live life. We're in this world. But um, we're not of it. We're, we shouldn't be so isolated that we can't have friends and reach other people. That's not what God's talking about. What he's talking about is insulating our lives so that the influence of the world doesn't influence us. Let me put it this way. This, this building, of course, it's, it's brick, but there is a sense of insulation value in these walls um, where when it turns cold in the winter, then um, 
the, air, the heating system comes on, heats this building, and because of the insulation value in here, it, it's a better environment inside of this building than it is out in the cold and snow. It's insulated. Your house walls and ceilings are insulated so that the outside doesn't influence the inside as much as if you just took the insulation out and walls out, then that influence of the, of the cold would come in and affect you. It's the same thing with living for God, and this is what we need in teaching, is that we don't need to isolate ourselves from this world. We need to be a light to this world, and we need to insulate ourselves with the teaching and the preaching of the Word of God so that we can walk with God, live with God, so that the world doesn't have an influence on us, but we have an influence on the world. Amen? The fivefold ministry, it's part of the gift of the Lord. Some people have a, a difficult time with a complete commitment to God. Complete commitment of your life to God. This is in everything that we do, in in our lifestyle, in our speech, in our finances, in, uh, uh, in, in everything that we do. A complete commitment that when I'm at the job, I'm going to live for God. When I'm in the store, I'm going to live for God. When I'm out playing basketball with some guys, I'm uh, living for God. I, I, if I'm hunting, I'm living for God. Committed, a complete commitment if I'm in church, it's easy to live for God in church. But it's different outside the walls. You see, we need to get our life to a point where the purpose of the fivefold ministry is for us to walk with God, whether we're here or we're outside of the walls of our church or if we're at home. Uh, I, I, a child of God and the plan that God wants for us is is for us to live for God here, live for God in our house, for our families to see that we're still living for God, for those on the job to realize, hey, he lives for God, or she lives for God. That's the gift of the fivefold ministry and the teaching for us to learn how to come to a point of, of complete commitment to the Lord. You see, there's some things that people have a struggle with in teaching. I'm proud to be a child of God. Amen. You know what? Pastor gets comments all the time about living for God. There's jokes that go around about, hey, he lives for God. They joke about it at times. There's uh, times that I feel like some people don't like me. Because I'm living for God. Does that change me living for God? No. I'm still going to live for God. I'm going to love them. I'm going to reach out to them. I feel like that if you continue to walk with God, you're going to make a difference in somebody's life. It's a total commitment to the Lord. Amen. But, but yeah, there are jokes. You, you might feel like, well, you know, it's so hard to live for God. You know what? you got to get to a point where you love the Lord so much. It doesn't matter what the world does. It doesn't matter what the world says. I'm going to keep loving them. I'm going to keep befriending them and reaching out to them. Because I love God. And you love God. Amen. A total commitment in our life. It's worth it all. I'm proud to be apostolic Pentecost. I'm proud to be full of the Holy Ghost. I'm proud to be uh, baptized in the name of Jesus and taken on the name of Jesus. I'm proud to be a part of the experience of miracles and wonders. Yeah. I'm proud of that. I don't have a problem with that. But sometimes people have an unteachable spirit. It's hard for them to be taught how to get close to God and how to live for God because they've already got it figured out in their mind thinking that they know it all. I don't know it all. None of us know it all. But we do have a Bible that tells us what we need to do. But God knows it all. 
It even says in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 32, and verse 33, it says, and listen to what this says very closely. And they have turned unto me the back and not the face. Though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them, yet they have not hearkened to receive instruction. Let me read it again. And they have turned unto me the back and not the face. Though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them, yet they have not hearkened to receive instruction. This is still the feelings of God when we turn our backs on him and don't listen to the, to the word of the Lord and become obedient to it. God, I, I'm glad you're telling me this, but I'm turning my back to it because I feel like I need to go a different direction. Having a teachable spirit is you receive the word in your life and you apply it to your life and you walk in it. Amen. You know, you could, you could hear 50 years of instruction and teaching and still not grow one inch in God without a teachable spirit. You could hear it. You could know it. You could know it just as good as anybody else. But without a teachable spirit, you, you won't grow an inch in God without taking it and applying it to your life. God's calling his church, his people, to hear what thus saith the Lord and to walk in it. Great blessings come out of that for you, for your family, for your spouse, for your children. We must be submitted to the ministry of who God has placed over the body of Christ. I realize, and I, it was even said, it was already in my notes, but it was even said this weekend that uh, the, the apostle said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's the key. I want you to follow me as a pastor and the teachers and the evangelists, but what it comes down to as we follow Christ. If we're not following Christ, we, we shouldn't follow we got to follow Christ, but follow me as I follow Christ because I'm trying to lead you in that direction. That's just the plan of God. Amen. We're walking with God. We're, 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 we're striving to get closer to the Lord. You see, this church is God's church. It was bought with a price. It's God's church. It's our church, but it's God's church. He's the head of the church. 2 Peter 1 and 20 through 21 says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. It's according to God's interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Now, verse 21, there's some very valuable things that we need to learn here in that scripture. Moved by the Holy Ghost. How many like to be moved by the Holy Ghost? <laughs> Here's a little illustration. The word moved, the meaning of the word moved is like a ship moving a person at the direction of the sail and wind. The word moved means like a ship moving a person at the direction of the sail and wind. The Bible says God's spirit blows where it listeth. God has his spirit moving in ways that sometimes we don't even, we wonder why, God, that you moved that way. But then later on, of course, we understand he moved that way for a purpose. But when 
these men were moved by the Holy Ghost, it means that they allowed the Lord, like, it's like putting them in a ship and allowing the wind of the Spirit of God to move them with the sails and the wind in the direction God wanted them to go and spoke to them. It was not words that they said uh, of old time by the will of man. It was words of the will of God. And they just put themselves in the ship, so to speak, and let the Lord lead them and guide them and direct them in the ways of his spirit as it flowed. That's what it means by moved by the Holy Ghost. I don't have any control over it. You don't have any control over it other than the control of us just saying, God, I throw myself into your arms for your wind of your spirit to lead me and guide me in the direction you want me to go. Understand this also, though. It will not lead you in a direction that is opposite of the word of God. That's how we can gauge it. Sometimes people think it's the will of God or the Spirit of God that's blowing them around, but that goes to the Scripture. It says the purpose of the fivefold ministry is so that we are not blown around by every wind of doctrine. That's not God's purpose for us to, okay, one day I'm believing this, and the next day someone else comes along and throws some words in, and then all of a sudden I catch in that wind and blow me this direction, and then someone else comes along and has another doctrine and just kind of catches me off. No, it all goes back to the word of God, his plan, his purpose. Moved by the Holy Ghost. These scriptures of the word are not just thrown out there just as some novel or some book that some man wrote. No, it's not just pages. It's not just ink on pages. It is an inspired word of God because men were moved by the Holy Ghost we must move with the Spirit of God power of God it will always line us up with the Word of God there's always checks and balances in the Word of God but it's God's plan his plan is perfect Man's plan will fail you, but God's plan is perfect. Amen? God's Spirit has a clear direction, has a clear purpose. Man doesn't understand it. There's times I don't understand why God does things the way that he does until later then I see it, that God did that for a reason. Now I see the light on it. I trust him in it. I believe him in it. He did it for a purpose that I had no clue to the purpose. If it was up to me, I would have did it a different way. But I'm not God, and you're not God. But God knows the beginning and the end and everything in the middle. What a perfect plan, and he has direction. His wind blows, we just throw ourselves in his boat, and he leads us and guides us in the direction he wants us to go. We pray. We ask God. You know, there's times I've asked God, God, will you do this? Will you answer this prayer? And it's sometimes God answers it quickly. It's exciting when he does that. But there's been other times I've asked God to do something or brought my petition before the Lord and asked him if he would take care of that in my prayer. And he didn't do it that way. But when it ended up, it was a whole lot better than what I even planned it to be because I let God take care of it. God's plan. But what brings us to that point is a teachable spirit. Brings us to a, to a point of togetherness and completeness in him. Individuals and as a church body. Now tonight... In, in closing, I just want to hear a few comments of what your thoughts are about a teachable spirit and the things that we've taught. Matter of fact, we'll get a mic here. We'll pass this mic. Brother Titus, can you come and help us out here? Is this okay, Orange? 
Hello? Perfect. Anybody have any thoughts on this? Titus, you got any thoughts on it? Might as well start us out. I'd like to hear someone else's first. <laughs> no, I, I just uh, think that um, you're not going to get very far in life in many things without having a teachable spirit. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if you let your uh, life be put in the hands of God where he can just mold you and shape you, uh, there's no telling what God will do um, and allow you to uh, have the responsibility of. I mean, I just think that God can work through all of us in at least some capacity of, of if not all capacities, of the fivefold ministry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're called to be um, a generation of uh, priests and, and uh, princes and um you know, so uh, I feel like that God wants to do that through us, mm -hmm. but we just get in the way a lot of times by us not being willing to submit to what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. So I just, I, I know that it, that's when I've, when I've tried to figure it out, I'm so far away from uh, God being able to use me, but when I just humble myself and I just take take the reins out of my own hands and just let God do the work and try not to think too much about it, not trying to uh, think so hard about it. God always comes through, so, and he always uses me in those moments when I humble myself and submit myself, so. Amen. Amen. Someone else? Sister Bird? I was just thinking about um, the difference maybe between people that um, stay in the church and, um, you know, you could look at it and say, well, they stay, they stay in the church because they're faithful to the house of God. But what happens when you're faithful to the house of God, every time you're there, you're hearing the word of God whether it's an evangelist, whether it's prophecy, whether it's teaching, preaching, whatever it is, you're hearing the word of God. So I really think what makes someone stay in the church is, yes, having a teachable spirit, but also being in the house of God to hear. It's like the more that you're there, the more you hear, and if you come with a right spirit and a, a teachable spirit, you absorb all of that. And you may not, you know, get it all at one setting, but just a little at a time, a little at a time. And what I have found over the years is as I need something, I'm in the middle of going through something or trying to change my attitude or whatever, I come to church, I hear the word of God, I apply that word, and it makes me a better person. So, yeah, I, I know there's probably people that have been faithful to the house of God that have not had a teachable spirit and haven't grown. But really, for the most part, um, I think that's the way to stay in the church is be faithful to the house of God because you're going to hear that word. And your spirit's right. You're going to receive it. You change, you grow, you get closer to God, and it keeps you from backsliding. Mm -hmm. I hope that made sense. Yes. Made sure sense did. in my mind. <laughs> um, Sister Jess, did you have your hand up? Here we go. Um, to me, having a teachable spirit means, you know, full submission to God, letting go of the control. I'm in a season of my life right now where I don't have all the answers, but I kind of think I, I want to. I'm just really trying to let go and let God. And I just wanted to declare 
that and receive it to God right now. Um, that I don't have control and I, you know, I, my spirit is going to be teachable because God knows the plan for my life. And when you let that go, even if, even though it's really hard because we think we have all the answers and when you let go and let God, he will do the things that he's going to do in your life. And I just wanted to, I guess, I don't know the right words, but verbally and just declare it over my life right now that God is going to do what he has set out to do. And I'm going to continue to do what he wants me to do because I love him. And that's all I think. Amen. I love whenever I've heard the same scripture read for years and years and years, and all of a sudden it's just a new light. And I don't think if you didn't have a teachable spirit, you would receive that. You know, I've come to church my whole life, and of course I've heard all, all scriptures. And But when you hear it just from a different viewpoint, and it's the same word. It didn't change. God didn't change. So I think it would have to be us that changed, that we received that. And I think that's just amazing that his, his word never, ever gets old if you stay teachable. Right. Anybody else? Come on, teachables. Uh, this kind of goes back to the point you made about, um, you know, insulating yourself. Um, I used to work for a company that did insulation, and something that stood out to me when you said that was that um, they would measure and kind of test the air and that, you know, you would think like more insulation is better, you know, insulate as much as you can so that no air can come in and out of the house. But for them, it was a more about balance. It was that there should be a certain amount of airflow from outside come in and that there should be a certain amount of air come, you know, go out of the house because, if you encapsulate yourself too much, I mean, you'll basically suffocate. You'll uh, be breathing your own air, and it's not healthy. Um, and so I just, when you said that, it, it made me think that there's, there's so many deeper levels to that, even just, just um, you know, yes, insulate, but if you're so isolated and you're so, you know, um, restricted like that, it's just unhealthy. And I think it really just comes down to balance. Amen. Very good. A lot of good comments. Anybody else? I think one of the, maybe one of the greatest things that we can receive from being teachable is what I think God has planned for his church in general. And teaching or being able to be taught, it allows us to constantly grow. And I think the purpose that God wants us to constantly grow is not for necessarily our benefit. It's for the generation to come. The purpose, of, the purpose of instruction and teaching is to leave behind you a higher level than you, than you came in with so that the other group that comes behind you is already ahead of where you started. And that's the point and purpose. It is to progress each successive generation so that they come in at a higher level than we started. Then they can lift that bar to a new standard and so that those who come in behind them can start off at a higher level than they started. And so if we can have that attitude, I think in a teachable spirit, there's no limit to what God can do in changing our world, in transforming things. 
maybe not in our generation, but perhaps in the generation to come, the one that follows us, if we can lift that standard high enough to where they can be at a greater advantage than we were when we started. Amen. Very good. One more before we close. Anybody? Anybody have a brave spirit? On once. Oh, there it is. Well, for me, I, you know, church has been an education, especially coming to this church, like I've never gotten before. And I've learned so much about the Lord and I guess submitting has probably been hard but I'm learning to do it better every day. I'm learning in my prayers to give it over to God. My friend Debbie tells me all the time that I need to trust him more and just allow him to have his way. And that's the way it's gonna wind up anyway. But I've tried hard to submit and be submissive to the word. And, and learn as much as I can every time I come here. So I give my heart to him and try to allow him to uh, guide me. And uh, So I guess the submission or submit thing is the big thing. And that's, you know, to learn to do that more and more every day and, mm. and trust that that will lead me to the proper place. So. Praise God. When I, uh, <clears throat> when I look at our congregation, um, I see people that are growing. I think all of us are growing. At some, some way or another, we're just growing. All of us. Nobody exempt from that. We're all growing. And thank the Lord. And like I said before, you know, sometimes some of us are at different levels than other people but we're all trying to help each other grow as a body of Christ, as the Lord uh, shows us the word and we learn together and we share together and we unify together. That's the thing. All this comes together and we, we grow together, but we also grow as individuals. And uh, the comments tonight, you know, were tremendous, all of them. And, uh, but we're all growing and let's continue to grow in him as we allow our spirits to be in our hearts, minds to be taught the word of the Lord. And uh, what a powerful thing that it is. That's where blessings come in. When we allow the word of God to help us grow and mature in him. Amen? Because we're getting closer to the Lord all the time. And we're going to see and experience more and more miracles and wonders as we continue to grow in the Lord. Praise God. Let's stand tonight. Thank you for coming and on this Wednesday night Bible study. And we're going to go to the Lord and just thank him for what he's doing in the house of the Lord. Let's just give him praise. Lord, we thank you.